Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O. Morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, greetings and welcome in today on a uh, Monday morning, December 19th, 2022. It is 6.08. There are six days until Christmas. One more. We got this thing, uh, the uh, the Sunday Christmas, you know. It doesn't, it doesn't do as much chaos to the calendar uh, this time of year. You know, Christmas falls on a, on a Wednesday, on a Thursday. I mean, you are... You are wiping out the better part of three weeks when that happens. But no, we got, you know, for most most of us, maybe some of you have a little bit different, but for most of us, yeah, you have the full normal work week here this week, uh, next week, uh, maybe maybe uh, the Monday, Monday off, but then uh, basically a full normal week the next week, and then, and then you're uh, out of New Year's by the time... Uh, Monday rolls along the week after, and so yeah, it's it is a Sunday Christmas has to be the least chaotic to the calendar. Now it depends if you like chaos in your calendar or not, and uh, unproductive work days and and those sorts of things. Uh, I will I will mention this just so uh, you know if you hear it next week at this time. Uh, we are going to. Uh, we're going to be taking some vacation on the show with everybody who's part of the morning show. And so we are going to put together some of uh, what we thought were our favorite moments, conversations, segments, uh, podcasts, and more of LNK Today with Jack and Friends next week. And so, yes, you'll hear some things uh, that uh, you maybe heard before if you're uh if you're i'm I'm gonna guess you haven't heard it all though and uh we think it's some of the best stuff of the year so uh we look forward to having you join us next week for that and we'll get a little r&r and be back in ready to go for 2023 now speaking of the week speaking of the week that is now this current week uh we are now starting to have that forecast that we've been talking about for this week a decent amount come into some focus you recall last week uh, at the beginning week dr ken dewey said hey i think we got a good shot of not only some really cold wintry weather coming up the week before christmas uh but maybe a white christmas as well uh we just got a uh got an alert from national weather service uh, in omaha indicating that uh yeah it's looking like it's going to be a little bit of a mess here coming up throughout the course of this week and even more and more so when we get later into the week. Uh Mark, uh yeah. Here we go. This is is this isn't backing down anymore in kind of, in terms of what kind of a doozy this is going to be here, especially mid to late this week. Yeah, you know, the man, uh winter storm watch uh, is has been posted for late Wednesday night through Thursday for our area. Actually, most of eastern Nebraska and into uh west central and southwest Iowa uh could have enough snow with the high winds are projecting to have blizzard conditions. So that's and of course the western part of the state, northern part of the state, uh one, of the, got that. one yeah. of the most significant uh blizzards in recent memory. Uh, Rusty Dawkins posted some interesting pictures from south of Rushville. Uh, drifts about eight 
nine, ten feet high out there, and they were using snowblowers to clear the road. So uh, I don't <laughs> don't think we're going to probably. It looked like tunnel. They looked like snow tunnels, yeah. basically. But we're looking at the possibility of some of uh, enough snow to create problems, and then forty, fifty mile an hour winds with temperatures around zero. That puts us down forty to fifty below on wind chills. So the combination of the snow, <laughs> the wind, the blowing snow, blowing and drifting, reduced visibilities, and dangerous wind chills going to make it. Pretty miserable. Yeah. Wednesday night, Thursday. Um, I was just comparing some notes. Uh, the National Weather Service says uh, we'll have a high Thursday of three, but Channel 8 says we'll have a high of three below. Uh, yeah, and that would hit, uh, I'm looking at the hourly right now, that would hit at um, 12, uh, 12 a.m., 12.01 a.m. on Thursday morning, uh, and would go down from there. Uh, the way this is looking at it, like it's timed out. Yeah, the the nastiness is is definitely going to be starting on on th- uh, Wednesday. Wednesday night into Thursday. Now we could uh, get an, uh, an inch or so yet this morning. We got some good. Uh, oh really? We got some good snows moving into the southern part of the state right now. So. But I don't think we've had measurable snowfall yet. Um, I don't. Th- right. I think we've only had traces. I think you're right so far. But I'm looking at <laughs> Thursday. Looks like insanity, Mark. Um, uh, you know, and there's, and I'm sure a lot of people are like, Jack, it's winter weather. What do you expect? Yeah, I know, but this is a little, I mean, this is a little extreme, I would say, especially I mean, when we haven't If it's seen. 110 yeah. in July, I'm going to complain about that, too. Right. Like, so here's, I mean, here's the best I can tell you in terms of what it looks like and, and what it's going to be doing when. Uh, Wednesday itself during the day isn't going to be all that abnormal. Um, you'll have highs in the teens, so it's going to be colder than usual, but not really a ton of wind. Um, so it'll just be kind of one of those cloudy, you know, winter days that you would normally see in, in January or February. Uh, snowfall as it stands now, uh, looks like it's, uh, going to start to have a possibility to fire up on Wednesday afternoon. That would go overnight Wednesday into Thursday and then taper off by Thursday morning. Uh, right now, the hourly uh, mark for that Wednesday and a Thursday has got us getting about three, three and a half inches of snow right now. And with continued um, winds that high, that yeah. can create blizzard conditions for a long now, time. Now, the winds, yeah, the winds are where it really gets interesting and probably the story of this thing for Lincoln, at least. Uh, by the time we uh, start doing our show on Thursday, the air temperature will, will be, as it stands right now, seven below. It's three days from uh, right now. Uh, the wind at that point uh, will be 25 miles an hour with gusts at 43. Those 40-plus mile-an-hour gusts will go, as it stands right now again, from about 3 a.m. on Thursday all the way through the day on Thursday, all the way through Thursday night into Friday morning, all the way through Friday during the day and not tapering off until the evening uh, and the overnight hours, Friday into Saturday. And the numbers that you get, as you mentioned, Mark, when you've got air temperatures during the day on Thursday and Thursday night well below zero, um, like six, six, seven below during the day on Thursday, and then like 10 below Thursday night, uh, that's what gets you the... Uh, 35 below wind chills, 40 below wind chills. Yep. 
those sorts of things. I was just, uh, what a, you know, what a before we delight. get to that, though, you know, we've got some mixed precipitation just south of us. I'm Mark doesn't we... want us to sleep on the first one. <laughs> Mark's like, Mark's like, quit, quit looking ahead to the, this one. We got well, we got some precip right between Crete and southwest Lincoln, and uh, we've got precip now in Beatrice. Uh, it's 33 degrees there, so that could be a mix. Okay. And and it's moving to the north. Um, get Got some... Uh, Precip just outside of Hickman as well, according to a wonder map. So yeah, this is uh, showing that we may uh, yeah that snow is likely to fall here um, probably at the end of the show today through the morning and uh, into the lunch hour, but uh, nothing real significant in terms of accumulations. No, but today as, as warm as it is, if this happens to fall as you know freezing rain yeah. or a combination of it's true, it's uh, it can make things a little dicey very quickly. Yeah. So just be alert. So for those who are who are going to be starting their Christmas travels on uh, Wednesday or Thursday, and and by the way, this is going to impact all the places you may be going, especially oh, yeah. in the Midwest. Uh, and de- for the weekend, the, the Northeast. Is, yeah, depending where you're going, is it it is going to have a some major impacts on travel. It looks like uh, anywhere in the Midwest, and like you said, into the Northeast a little bit later. So yeah, we're driving. Uh, we're driving to Iowa on Friday, um, and you know, hopefully, it's not. Well, you have hope- a tailwind. Yeah, that's right. We won't. The gas prices won't be between the lower gas prices and the tailwind and the way there. uh, We may be doing just fine. Yeah, maybe doing just fine. Gas prices wise, you may have to stop and drain a little off, but uh, (laughs) just just put it in neutral and rev it up a little bit. Uh, But yeah, we've got like uh, (laughs) here's the thing I'm I'm particularly interested in is we are uh, I've got my uh, brother and sister in law. They went out to Denver. Uh, to take a little special trip with their family before Christmas, and uh, they dropped their dog off with us, and uh, so we have two dogs right now, um, which oh, is... Oh, I bet they like to play all night. Yeah, they do. They really enjoy the evening time. <laughs> they enjoy... They don't enjoy uh, sleeping when the other one is not in the same room as them. Uh, they're half-brothers, the dogs are, and they also like fighting, like brothers as well. It's... Uh, we could have just inherited five babies for the week, and I think it would have been interest more more uh, simple than what we've got going. But the other the other thing is is uh, for those of you who have two dogs, you probably can understand this. But we don't have fencing in our backyard yet, so you know we let our dog out and we put him on a on a leash that's tethered in the yard. Um, that's a little bit more of an art with two dogs to get them because every time one goes out, the other one wants to go out. And so trying to make sure they're both buckled before they're outside, If it's a, it's a two-person job for the most part. And I'm just envisioning this on uh, Wednesday night, Wednesday night, about one in the morning, <laughs> trying, those dogs will decide they want to go out, and uh, we, are, we are looking at, you know, 35 below, wind <laughs> chills, and for instance, this morning, uh, if you live in my neighborhood, you may have seen me. Uh, about two thirty, three in the morning, uh, walking around my my own neighborhood with a bag of cheese. <laughs> that was me. That was me. I've not lost my mind. I was trying to get my own dog uh, to come back because he scooted out before we had a chance to get both of the dogs tied up. And yes, so. 
if you want a, I have a remedy for the both dogs wanting to go out at the What's same that? time. Make sure one dog absolutely loves just being outside all the time. For us, that's our husky. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter if it's hot or cold. Yeah. And give the other one just gobs and gobs of anxiety that they never want to be away from you. <laughs> that's so. So my dog, Ella, she'll go outside if she has to, but if I'm home, she has to be inside near me. She yeah. has to know all where right. I am at all. Well, times. I'll try and work on building up that anxiety, anxiety. I guess. <laughs> I don't. These uh, these two dogs have one. They're they've got genetically the same mind. I think at least <laughs> half of it. And so, um, yeah. So anyway, <laughs> I'm really hammering the caffeine this morning. But nonetheless, yeah, that is. Uh, I, I'm I'm Diet effort- Cokes. I'm efforting. I got my diet mountain too, but thank you. Maybe I'm later. Doing a Snickers bar. Yeah. Like duck hunting with a rake. <laughs> um, yes. But uh I forgot what I was gonna say there. But nonetheless, yeah. So oh yeah, I was I I am efforting. We'll see if we can get him. I, I uh put in a message to uh Rusty Dawkins from Channel Eight. Um so he may join us later in the show today. It's kinda late notice, but he may join us later in the show today to give us a little bit of a better idea of uh what this is gonna look like for especially for holiday travel and for things going on. Like and then well here's the here's the thing I'm thinking about. Thursday is the last day of school for public schools, right? Maybe. And, yeah, well, and it's like, you know, for my son who's in high school, it's the last day of finals. Um, if they're at, I mean, that would be, that would, uh, not necessarily the snow, but those wind chills, they definitely cancel school for those oh, wind yeah. chills, I would think. And what well, do they do? I don't do? know, Dr. Gausman's from, uh, you know. He's That's true, he's Sioux City. Sioux City. Sioux City is, and it's just a little north of here, but the winters are a lot worse. Yeah. I know from having lived in that region for four years, uh, so we'll see. But that could create kind of a a weird situation. I don't know exactly how they would handle that. Ugh, what a mess! Move finals up. What? I wonder if they would. I don't know. Well, it's better to do that than push them to yeah, after the break, right. where you've definitely forgotten. Well, everything. it's not. I mean, it's not like giving the elementary school kids that day off is any you know huge shakes. No, I no, mean, they're just, no, but finals for right. Uh, yeah, the, middle school and high school. They're not learning anything. On Sorry, that third last graders, day. you can come back and do that math. So you can come out. You can watch Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer at home instead <laughs> of your classroom. Uh, so anyway, there you go. Uh, all right, what else we got coming off of this weekend, Mark, other well, than the big, impending weather? Big fire last night uh, up north, 22nd and Y, Comey Auto, um, three alarm. Uh, oh, boy. It got into the roof. People are now being asked to stay away from it. They're afraid there there is a possibility of a collapse of that building. So they're, they're still working that. Um, not a lot to, from uh, Lincoln Police over the weekend. Uh, the governor did issue a emergency proclamation because of the blizzard last week. State Patrol uh, graduated 16 new people, 16 new troopers on Friday. Cool. And you may recall last week we were talking about the Wreaths Across America uh, event Saturday at Wyuka Cemetery. Well, the bad weather delayed the wreaths. Oh. They didn't get there. Oh, no. So they're arriving this morning. Okay. And they're looking for volunteers to help unload the truck and place 2,000 wreaths starting at 9 this morning at Wyuka. Okay, wow. So, All right, well, at least the weather for them doing that isn't going to be too bad. Right. So that's so, good. Today, oh, today's actually a pretty decent day, like yesterday, uh, like yesterday so, was. But that's, uh, that's kind of most of what's going on. 
And uh, in in the sports world, boy, we had a wild. I mean, it is a wild sports weekend um, between you know between all the, the the volleyball national championship, of course, college basketball. You had Husker men and women's basketball, uh, but Nebraska football picks up a uh, maybe a quarterback of the future, Caleb. Uh, yeah, very nice. You dip into the transfer portal. I'll have that coming up in sports. Also, in my opinion, one of the greatest weekends to watch football. Yeah, the NFL. That includes both football and football. Oh, it was yeah. an amazing weekend. Yeah, the NFL may have had one of their best Saturday-Sunday combos ever, <laughs> into, unless you're fans of one of the teams right. that had a heartbreaking loss, which there were several of them. So, And we, uh, 710, we want to get your text on what you think were the stories of the year. We're going to be going down those as ah, well. Ah, I got some ideas. All right, so that's what we got coming up, plus Dirk Challenge. 624 right now on KLIN. Love KLIN? Tell us why with a voice message in the free KLIN app. A look at news from both inside and outside of Lincoln and conversation on how that news affects us here. It's time for the Sound Off on LNK Today. All right, glad to have you back with us. Monday morning, December 19th, 2022. Hey, by the way, just a a heads up. I would bet a large portion of the people who are listening to this right now are uh, like, hey, uh, I still got some Christmas gifts I've got to get, and I don't know when I'm going to get them. And sometimes the ones that especially sort of fall to the side are the, you know, the ones for the, like, like for instance, uh, you know, my uh, my daughter takes some lessons for some things, and so we we like to get the people who do that something and getting all that getting all that put together. Um, I'm sorry, but I don't think there's anybody out there who doesn't have have all of their gifts. I, if you would have uh, seen the mall, if you would have seen all of the stores this last weekend, did you spend some time there? Spend a little time. Yeah. Spend- are you? Well, let me ask you. Are we done? Are you? Are, are we set? Are you yeah, done? Yeah, we're done. When I say we, I mean you. I'm not quite done. I was still I was well, still doing some not, things not late th- last night. There's probably one or two things that I could still pick up. All right. All right. Well, all I wanted to say is we uh at KLIN.com we still have the KLIN holiday market. It is still up right now. You can buy local, you can get great deals on I you I mean, you're getting gift cards for the vast majority of these which in a lot of cases that's kind of kind of what you're looking for but you're getting them up to 50% off and you still have a really good uh choice of different businesses where they're available right now um and we've actually added a few of them since last time I looked so uh, if you go to klion.com just scroll over on the little uh the little window that pops up where it scrolls through things uh go to the holiday market and uh, they've got Amazing Lash Studio, Harbor Coffee House, Greenfields, Maze, Gourmet Popcorn and Ice Cream, uh, Saro Cider, uh, Burke's Barber Shop, uh, Make It Take It uh, is there. So a lot of different things. There. So I think last year when we had this up, I didn't buy these for other people. I just went in and bought them you for myself. Do, you can do that. I mean, there's no, yeah, there's no... Those are great deals. We're not going to audit them afterwards and see well, who thank you. see who used them <laughs> after the fact. But I did uh, I did want to bring that up since that is uh, that's that's often a position that a lot of us find us in, and then especially if it's especially if you were going to be putting it off till Thursday and Friday right. uh, of this weekend, it's going to be just brutal outside to to be doing the old shopping. Get it done now, guys. Get her done. <laughs> uh, the Slayer the Cable guy, our friend, says, get her done. 
Uh, all right, sound off. Let's see what we've got going on in uh, in the world, in the country, and beyond. Hey, it's the final week of Congress for uh, for this group of senators, congressmen, congresswomen. Uh, so let's uh, let's see what they're working on. They get in a, I mean, in a lot of years, there's been some really significant stuff. This week leading up to Christmas, that's been happening. The one that comes to mind first for me is uh, the year the, all of all the Obamacare stuff. Remember Ben Nelson and the Cornhusker kickback and all of that. Uh, we that was that was the most um, I think that was the most notable national media coverage that KLIN uh, and the morning show on KLIN has ever gotten. Yeah, we had Ben Nelson on the show talking about. It was some, I don't know what it was. It was some compromise related to the Cornhusker kickback, as it was called then, and abortion laws and and something, and I probably should remember it better than I do. Uh, But NBC Nightly News, I believe it was still Tom Brokaw who was doing it at the time. I think you told me about this. Led off the NBC Nightly News with a clip of John Bishop and me interviewing Ben Nelson. (laughs) And uh, yeah, the funny thing I probably told you this part about the, it. the credit part of it. Yeah, so yeah. they, you know, when they play an audio clip, they'll sort of usually transcribe it, and then they'll say voice of, and they'll say where the source is. And um, we were, we had a, uh, we were just, we were sort of in the very early days of podcasting. Then putting our show online for people to be able to listen to it. And instead of posting the KLIN logo or the logo for our show at the time, they posted the uh, they posted the logo of our podcast provider, <laughs> who got who got uh, tens of thousands of impressions across the country instead of the actual station or the uh, show. That was always yeah. a that was a cool slash missed opportunity. Though, yeah, to be on the uh, well, I think that's NBC the other part of it because that was in its infancy of a lot of places figuring out podcasting yeah was also on the news side of things knowing what to look at and knowing okay that definitely sounds like that would be a radio station or a company doing interviews it was called it was a company called like cyber ears or something and so they had this cyber ears logo like come on that was our big this was our big moment we've not got on nbc nightly news since then i don't (laughs) think but nonetheless uh entering the final week you know nothing like the no huge policy issues like that but it's uh some of these these funding bills are trying to figure out are we going to do something permanent or we're going to kick the can down the road on How to fund the government before Friday's deadline is a big agenda item this week for lawmakers. A bipartisan deal for the entire fiscal year has been struck between some lawmakers, but it could face some opposition from Republicans who'd like to see a short-term resolution to fund the government until January when the GOP takes control of the House. The omnibus could include the Electoral Count Act, a bill that's meant to protect the certification of presidential elections. The committee investigating the January 6th attack on the Capitol will hold its final hearing today, where new evidence could be shared, and there may be a possible announcement concerning criminal referrals being sent to the Department of Justice. The committee is also expected to release its final report this week. In Washington, Ryan Schmelz. Fox News. Right. Okay. Well, and then he touched on the uh, other thing I was going to uh, hear. Uh, January 6th committee. 
Um, it's the final act. It's the series finale in the January 6th committee uh, today, and we'll see what they've got to say exactly. The chairman of the House January 6th Select Committee, Mississippi Democrat Benny Thompson, says they will give final approval to their full report today, but it will not be released to the public until the 21st. Thompson also said they will announce the names they are referring to the Justice Department on a criminal basis. It will be up to DOJ what to do with that, if anything. But Thompson says they will also make referrals under a number of other categories. For example, ethics referrals would be made to the House Ethics Committee. Former White House Attorney Ty Cobb said in a recent interview he expects the committee to criminally refer former President Trump. Jessica Rosenthal, Fox News. Yeah, I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised either if they did that, given kind of the tone and tenor of these hearings so far and what's been uh, what's come out of them. But again, I'll, I'll say the same thing as this news comes out today, possibly um, just keep in mind that it doesn't. Yeah. It is not necessarily a major step in the possible prosecution. Uh, it is simply this committee recommending that the Justice Department goes ahead with the prosecution. Justice Department does not need that okay to do that, nor do they have to do it if they get that recommendation from the committee. So it's just kind of a, hey, we're sending you a letter. We think you should do this. The Justice Department is already knee-deep in looking at it at this point, <laughs> yeah. so I honestly don't know that it's got any real import at all that isn't symbolic, but it'll be, you know, of course it'll be big news, splashy news, if it does end up happening today. Um, all right, let's uh, talk some uh, health care situation stuff. Uh, one one of the issues that have has uh, come up in some parts of the country is with the uh, kind of joint issues that have come along, not only with some COVID still, but also flu, RSV issues. Um, and, you know, here we were talking locally last week about how big of a deal strep is going to be. There are uh, some places in the country now where uh, there's a real issue just with actually drug and treatment shortages that mm-hmm. uh, that you need for these things. Dr. Ashish Jal on ABC's This Week says he's heard many areas report shortages in medicines to treat illnesses as winter approaches. He assures the medications are out there. It's the demand that's overwhelming right now. We have more RSV, flu, COVID out there. So that demand, that increased demand is what is causing at this moment spot outages in certain places. Dr. Jaws says manufacturing is running 24-7, so his hope is declines in illnesses can make more medicine available. Gernal Scott, Fox News. So we've got a toddler and she still has teeth coming in. So for her, there are times that we'll go through and we'll just give her some Tylenol or some Motrin, or if it's especially bad, you get yourself where you're alternating it throughout the day. Well, over the weekend, and this is none of the faults of the stores. It's a, it's a supply chain. There's a shortage of getting these, these out there. So I'm just saying these stores is the example of where I went over the weekend. Zero Tylenol or Motrin for children's on Sunday at Target. Zero. Really? And then I just wow. make the next stop because I got to grab some things at Hy-Vee. Zero. CVS. Zero. Walgreens. One box of Motrin. Wow. One for children's. Zero Tylenol. Wow. That, that's it. And that's across four stores. And those are the four closest to us. Those are the places that we're going to look for those types of things. And across four stores... One box Jeez. of what we need was available. So I grabbed it and came home and I was like, this is what we got. So, right. so we'll check Just again later in the week. And it's 
because the the cases of RSV and flu and everything these are the these are the medicines that are easy to go in and grab in the store right. help keep a fever down well it's not there's just not much you can give young kids to, no. you know it's like you and I have something and we got four zillion you know different uh, <laughs> different things Man, that I, we can I, do I, I could go to probably like Ace and get something for me, right, you know? Right. So there's 83 types of Mucinex. Right. I mean, yeah, there's 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 a bunch that you and I can get, but for little kids especially, yeah, I remember those days. It, it it's been a struggle to to keep up with these because the bottles are only so big, and if if you've got like for our daughter, her teeth coming in. She's going to get that medicine a couple times during a day. It's going to run out kind of quick. They're, they're still, not big bottles. Are you still doing the like the syringe thing, or is she drinking out of the little cup? We're doing yeah. the, we're doing the syringe, yeah. which is really funny because she's got a doctor's like a little play doctor's kit, and there's a syringe in there. Mm-hmm. And normally, you would think the syringe in my head. I'm like, oh, let's act like we're giving For shots, shots yeah. and whatever. She picks that up and goes, "Diddy, time no, time no." I'm like, all right, we have warped something here. <laughs> The other thing about that children's Tylenol, as I recall, it's been a long time since I've used it. I just remember, it smells delicious. Um, yeah, I so, wouldn't. I would not. This is not a recommendation, but I always wonder, like, hey, what if you pop a little bit of that as a uh, in a in a little beverage as a mixer? Don't do that. Non diberry. Don't do that. That's where it's at. Apparently, I don't know. I just opened it up. I was like, man, that smells good. Which is nothing little, like what I remember medicine when I was tumbler. like little. Oh god! When I was little, they, they, they poured that syrup into the cup, and you're like, "That's oh, thick." I would get. I had. I had asthma bad when I was a kid, and some of the stuff, the liquid medicine, oh. I can. St- it was. I can smell it right now. It just was thinking about so it, so bad. It was so bad. I remember, <laughs> you know, being like four, five, six years old, and just knowing, like, "Oh my gosh, I can't do this." I'm 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 just I I would hate it. Some bad, of the medicines so. when I, I was little made me want to throw up more than actually whatever bug I had. Yeah. No, and I and then I remember like sometimes you would be lucky as a kid and you would just get uh they'd give you an antibiotic which was usually the pink uh the the like pink milky mm-hmm. stuff. That tasted that tasted right. that, that tasted okay. I was always hoping like can we have the pink one? No, we've got this clear stuff that that tastes like I don't know what, but yeah, M- Millie's still used to the 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 little syringe and. Yeah, I remember when my kids were really little. We had to give it to that, and you put it in there, and then it comes out the other side of their mouth, and you're like, "Oh no, no. she's she's good on it." it. Yeah, she, by by that age, they're probably good. They well, she just suck it down. She's always kind of been good on it yeah. because she'll just take it. She wants to hold it. She's like, "Nope, this is a little treat for me." <laughs> I was like, "It's actually a treat for us because you're not going to yell at us in ten minutes." Yes, yes. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, there was a uh, Twitter poll that came out last night. I don't know if you guys saw Final it. Final result, you're on Twitter. baby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow, Elon is all over the place. All over the place what with is this happening? thing. <laughs> and I, I know there are people who, who love, like, philosophically what he's doing. But, man. The execution. Could you, <laughs> could you just... You just you're like he's like squirrel every second with this whole thing, and so he puts out a poll last night on Twitter, and he was like, "Should I step down as the uh, head of Twitter? I'll abide by the results of this poll." 
You put that out last night. Elon Musk continuing to shake things up at Twitter, asking users on Sunday if he should stay in charge of the platform after admitting he made a mistake by banning mentions of rival social media sites. Twitter announcing users will no longer be able to link to Facebook, Instagram, Mastodon, and other platforms the company described as prohibited. That move generating so much blowback that Musk promised not to make any more major policy changes without an online survey of users. Musk tweeting, quote, Quote, my apologies won't happen again, unquote, and launching a 12-hour poll asking if he should step down, adding, quote, I will abide by the results of this poll. Paul Stevens, Fox uh, News. By the way, the results of that poll. just uh, They just finalized, after right? After 17.5 million votes. Holy crap. 57% said yes. That he should step down. That he should step down. I might have voted in that. I may have voted in that as well. <laughs> Might have voted that way. Too. <laughs> so again, this is another one of those things that really has very little to do with the, I don't know, the uh, culture war issues about free speech necessarily. They just unveiled this rule that morning, yesterday morning, right? Mm-hmm. That says if you've got a, a link in your account or a tweet to Instagram, Facebook, like Linktree, um, uh, Mastodon, all these other ones. It it'll just it won't be a link. It won't be a clickable link. So here and, and, and here here's the part of that where what does that look like? So we would have on our Friday Husker tailgate a Facebook Live, and there were times that we would take that link right. for that Facebook Live and tweet it out. That will no longer be allowed to do right because or that will, was or you weren't able to do it for a few hours yesterday until they changed it back. Right, but but yeah, that or was that, it Saturday. Yeah, but yeah, that's what they were going for is that you could not link away to another social media, but like you could still do it for a lot of a lot of them. You could do it for TikTok still. Uh-oh. Interesting. Wonder who. Uh, huh. Elon went got, got some of that oil money and he said whatever <laughs> we we can deal with China too. <laughs> All right. Uh, Let's see. What else do we have? Oh, God, we're about out of time already. Um, oh, this one we need to note. This one we need to note with Christmas season coming up. Now, I, I, we've talked about this on the show before. Uh, maybe we'll get into it later this week. But, like, you know, you, you associate turkey with Thanksgiving directly. I think you kind of have a maybe not as strong, but you also kind of associate ham with Easter a little bit. Yeah. But, like, what is the what is the Christmas meal food it varies all over the place Mm -hmm. probably based on geography and culture and all of those things well for my dad's side of the family we always had on christmas eve we always had uh uh, soups and one of the soups was always every single year oyster soup okay because i had a girlfriend in high school her whole family it was it was soups it's christmas time was soups and oyster is like for i think it's like kind of i remember from talking about this on the show before it's actually a sort of a common thing here i mean we are in nebraska the oyster capital of the world so um it's not surprising Mm -hmm. um but if you're doing chesapeake of the midwest well i haven't done that for a lot and i remember my uh my late father and he would he would always get like we they also always had like either a vegetable or chili or something i don't know i always got the other one hamburger soup and potato soup hamburger soup oh anyway yeah my dad would always get the oyster though and you know it's this like all it is is it looks like milk with these slimy oysters in it and i just remember watching him you know take a sip of that thing and slurping one of those nasty oysters out of there every time well anyway wasn't your dad also eating like fist size 
like nuts. Yes, he was also the guy. He was also the the. God, we should talk about this again. This is a great topic. the The Christmas nut bowl came out every year at our house, and it wasn't just like peanuts. It was one where you needed like the industrial V shaped nutcracker on, and they were just like walnuts. You need a chainsaw to kill. I am never gonna dig out the insides of walnut in my life to eat. Okay, anyway. what were we doing with soups? Oysters, watch out! A norovirus outbreak is linked to oh, raw no. Texas oysters. Health officials say as of last week, more than 200 people in eight states came down with the highly contagious virus, often referred to as the vomiting disease. Norovirus can be contracted after consuming contaminated food or water, or touching contaminated surfaces and then putting your hands in your mouth. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention says the oysters were harvested in Galveston Bay between November 7th and, and December 7th. And aside from Texas, most cases are in the southeastern U.S. Anyone who purchased the raw oysters should throw them away or send them back to the distributor. Richard Jordan, <laughs> okay. Fox News. So maybe Man, they not. just went right for it with calling it the vomiting disease. The vomiting disease. By the way, if I did something in Galveston over spring break to make this happen, my apologies. It's okay. on you. You're going to make the I did that sticker with me <laughs> on your oysters. <laughs> All right, it's 656. That's it for the sound off. You are listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O, morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, I'm taking a little bit of a uh, tour of the uh, traffic cams around the city right now, and uh, Mark Mark a little slick. Mark alerted me to this. It's interesting, Mark, because uh, you uh, you go along the southwestern, basically this. Oh wow, look at it falling there right now at 84th Street and Old Highway Two. Um, Nebraska but, Parkway. Yeah, it's, yeah, I just said old highway too. But yeah, uh, but if you go anywhere in in Southwest Link, like you go twentieth and Pine Lake, you go fourteenth and and Old Cheney, it is. Uh, I mean, it's the the roads are are covered with a very thin sheet of snow right now, which I'm sure is making things very slick. But then if you go up uh, more to the northeast side of town, eighty uh, fourth and Holdridge is uh, it just uh, road colored, uh, street colored streets, not white streets. Um, so, uh, it just depends on what part of town you're in right now in terms of what you've got with snow cover. Uh, let's see, let's go out to 84th and A. Yeah, 84th and A doesn't look like they've really got any snow cover right now. And so it's, um, yeah, it's just kind of, it's, it's really in the southwest, southwest part of town. Even northwest doesn't look like they've quite got it as much. So, and, and far northwest, uh, 48th and uh, West Adams, northwest 48th, uh, yeah. dry. Uh, yes. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, if you, um, I'd, I'd be curious just kind of what conditions you guys are seeing, especially those of you who are out there where, uh, in some of these areas where we are getting a bit of snow cover. I mean, I know it's thin. I know it's not a ton here at that point, but I also know sometimes that can make for kind of a mess, uh, driving situation when there's just that little bit and temperature hovering 
just around, uh, uh, we had our temperature here say 32 a little bit ago. I think that is higher than what it is most places right now. So uh, if there are things you want uh, to let us know in terms of what conditions are like or what drivers might find helpful this morning, please text those into the Rick Stein Recognition text line at 402-479-1400. You guys are our eyes and ears out there when it comes to what the weather conditions are like. And I have a feeling we may be using you for that situation uh, a few times here over the course yeah, I was, of I this was, week. I was checking uh, some of the weather around the state. Uh, Wonder Map has got a great deal. We've got a warm front that's pushing to the north, and that's what's bringing this precip in. Uh, we're uh, It's 32 in uh, Beatrice, 33 in Crete, uh, 28 out at the airport, 32 here downtown. But you don't have to go very far to the northwest. Grand Island is 8. Oh, yeah. Well, and I'm I'm looking at the radar here right now, Mark, and uh, this little band that's come in, uh, it's actually pink on the uh, it's it's pink on the radar that I'm looking at here, which would normally I think suggest that it's kind of mixed precipitation. But that's correct. Um, it it looks like it's just a little band that's going to make a quick pass through. Uh, so we're I don't think we're going to see real significant accumulations beyond what we probably already have in the west part of town. But again, some be aware of if you're not out on the streets yet this morning, might want to give yourself a little bit of extra time on this Monday morning. Um, so we we were uh, we got to talking about this, Caleb and I did, and I'm I'm curious uh, what those of you who have kind of followed along with the happenings locally uh, with us over the course of 2022 on LNK today with Jack and friends. You know, it's always we try and be local news forward on this show and the things that we're talking about: uh, local news, politics, sports, those sorts of things. Weather, of course. Um, we know, you know, we know. They think that's what we do best, and uh, so we were kind of getting into this discussion. As we look back at 2022, and and you'll have the you know the inevitable uh, end of year lists for everything. Um, it's always kind of interesting to go back and 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 look back at the year and be like, oh yeah, that was this year. <laughs> oh yeah, I'd kind of uh, I'd kind of forgotten about that. Um, and so I'm curious, and I text him in Rickstein Recognition text line. Uh, what are the uh, what do you think? Is kind of the uh, the news story, the news stories uh, that you'll remember 2022 for locally uh, in the capital city. Now, I think I think a few of them, all of us are going to come up with immediately with this whole thing. The first thing I don't know what you guys have, but the first thing that came to mind for me was the was honestly just the whole Pill and Herbster saga. <laughs> that was and that was kind of a what a four or five month story essentially um but that's what came to mind first for me in this whole thing was not only mark the you know the huge amounts of of money that were put into that race that it kind of dominated media airwaves for a long i mean i think we were already seeing commercials this time last year uh, uh for, for that race. Or beef we were yeah oh that's right yes yes for, uh, and that quickly merged over to the actual uh commercials for the campaign uh, and then you had the, the, the question about debates and who was and who wasn't doing debates. And then you also then, of course, had the allegations that came along and a lawsuit. I believe and, it was April 14th. Right. That, that was, was a crazy week. That was a crazy morning here. That morning. Yeah, that's right. Do you guys remember that? Yes. Uh, was it one? I don't remember. Was, it was you or six, me, Mark? It, but, I happened to look at, we were talking about the, the election. I said, well, so, some things 
probably are going to change now. The Nebraska, yeah, because you had opened up your email. Yes, <laughs> that's right. At the end, we were talking about that whole thing, and you were like, "Wait, I think I've got something that might kind of change this entire thing." Um, and uh, and argue, I don't know. Maybe it did. Maybe it didn't. I'm not sure. Um, well, it sure, it did. sure took the uh, Herbster Pillen thing to a Herbster Slama. Yes, uh, top of the uh, fold. Yes, uh, and then of course you had Trump Herbster that you know continued through the through the event. Correct. He came to Lincoln or not Lincoln, but the I eighty Speedway shortly before the election. So uh, getting the Trump rally in between Lincoln and Omaha that was um, that of course was a big deal. Going along with that, um, staying in the politics world, Mark and Caleb, the one the other one is, will be I'll think of as. Following that uh, Republican state Republican convention, Carney, the Unis Center, where we had you know arrests and wrestling matches, and <laughs> and uh, and then in the end, a, a real change in terms of the the leadership and kind of the the prevailing um, well ideology is the word exactly, but it was kind of a, a new school versus old school that thing changed the guard with for the, the, the state party. party. Yeah, and we're still. Uh, you know, I think we're still kind of waiting to see exactly what the ramifications of that are going to be. But that would have been um, this summer, right? That would mm-hmm. have been during the course of of this summer as well. So I think those are primarily your your big oh I your think, big political ones. I think the Fortenberry deal was just about as oh big. Fortenberry that was jeez. <laughs> That's the thing when you talk about this, you're like, wait, that was this year also. Yeah. Now, so his conviction was this year. That would have been yeah. The whole thing started in 2021, right? But the the, the, the pickup video was 2021. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but then, but then uh, you recall his sentencing was the same date as the special election. That's right. To right? Uh, have uh, somebody fill the unexpired term special election. Yes, mm-hmm. special election, um, and and Mike Flood getting back in, uh, getting going from state le- from out of politics to state legislature to House of Representative member in a fairly short time. <laughs> so you you you've got that part as well um, on the uh, on the city side of things. Uh, the you know one thing that finally sort of took up a bunch of the year and finally the saga looks like it's wrapped up now is the Pershing mural following that over the course of where that was of this end year up. yeah in terms of in terms of city items um, let's see back other, to elections just things. you know we had a really contentious one here for county attorney county attorney race yep uh, and the election and then for yep. the city we've got. I, what I believe are real early announcements for mayor compared right. to a lot right. of years. Just the setup that'll be primarily the 2023 story, but the beginning of uh, of that as well. Um, the the impact and I know is a national story, but the impact locally on the reversal of Roe versus Wade, the uh, the whole will they won't they at the end of this summer in terms of a special session uh, that didn't happen, and here we are still. In the final days of 2022, and not—I don't think where I thought this state would ever be, were there was a decision like this by the Supreme Court. I—I I figured legislature would would be able to uh, find a way to to do something immediately when this happened, and it it just didn't happen. Um, didn't have the numbers, didn't have the agreement, and, and that's going to bleed into 2023. Now and it may not happen in 2023. May not. Yeah, don't know. Um, you know, and uh, then Ben Sass. Ben Sass, the, the whole Ben Sass to Florida thing. Remember when that came out, that day that came out, we were like, really? <laughs> I mean, it wasn't shocking to, I think, a lot of people that he would get into academia. I think if you had to 
if you had to bet on what his next step, that was definitely up there in the choices. But I don't know. It was just something about the, it being the University of Florida that that I think took me by surprise more than anything. And having years left on the, the term. Yeah, and, and the timing. Yeah, 100%. 100%. And, uh, I mean, we're remiss to go this far into the segment and not talk about what maybe have been the biggest story above all of the things that we mentioned. Which East is Beltway. <laughs> no. no. East Beltway. East Beltway. Still to South Beltway. South Beltway. East South Beltway. Beltway. Still being. <laughs> East Beltway. Still a figment of uh, our imagination. Uh, but that wasn't what I was going to say. But football that coaches. Was big. Yeah. The, uh, the drama around Nebraska football and. Scott Frost being fired after the Georgia Southern game, and then start the, out the season one and two. September eleventh comes around. Scott Frost fired. Mickey Joseph takes over as the interim. Six days later, gets blown out by Oklahoma. Gets to a bye week, wins two games in a row, and then loses several in a row. But then beats Iowa on right. Black Friday, and then the very next day, Matt Rule announced at nine oh one in the morning, and then throw in the saga about. Mickey Joseph, and and not only during the season, you know, is he going to be the guy? Mm-hmm. At some points, it looked like he had the momentum that he was going to be the guy. Then he wasn't the guy, and then, um, and then the stories uh, about his arrest as well, and yeah, the, yeah. So all of that, all of that going on as well. Well, and sticking with Huskers, if you go back to the spring, back in February, the announcement that Fred Hoiberg would be retained, mm-hmm. and now seeing what the team looks like this year. Yep. Um, you bring back Sam Greasel and a number of other guys, and just how different the, the the program feels this year after that retention. Women's basketball made the Big Ten tournament semifinals and NCAA tournament berth. The officiating was terrible. Yes, it was. Um, softball won the Big Ten tournament. That's right. That was that was exciting. They, they, they made the NCAA cool. tournament there, so a lot happened on the it, uh, on the Husker side of things this year. Education LPS opened up uh, opened new schools uh, this this school year, including a new. A new high school, um, and also had a change in uh, in leadership. But Steve Joel stepped down. Uh, Dr. Paul Gosman, Dr. Steve Joel stepped down. Dr. Paul Gosman took over, um, and so a real significant year in terms of news with LPS, and that goes along too. And then I think this is, you know, just kind of overarching on the whole thing, just the mostly post-COVID world that 2022 was, mm-hmm. both both nationally and. And locally as well, like because we still that was just last year, the be- like January twenty twenty two, right when there was that big surge, yeah, of, the Omicron. Yeah, part. that was yes, that was still this year, wasn't it? Yeah. It mm-hmm. doesn't seem mm-hmm. like it. It doesn't seem like we still had a we had a mask mandate at the beginning of this year. Still, did we not? I can't remember when the mask mandates. When did the mask the the second mask mandate come and go away? I don't know. It was just before that. the first of the year, I believe. Well, it was. I mean, it sort of hit a peak of peak of high cases in January. I'm pretty sure. So I bet it was still at going the very on. least. There was the conversation of is there going to be another one? Yeah, you know? I'm, there were because there were two. There were two of them. They reinstated mm-hmm. it. The first one ended like May, May June in 2020. Then I think there was another one brought back late in 2020, if I recall. I feel like we should remember these things, but right. I don't exactly. I um, think I'm finally over, by the way, getting out of my car and going to the grocery store and and checking and, for your mask and immediately thinking, "Oh man, I still I <laughs> I still within the last month I've still done that, but old habits die hard." Um, and then over this calendar year, I think I got all of them. I'm sorry if I miss any. 
high school team championships from the area. Lincoln Southwest Boys Swimming, Lincoln Southwest Girls Swimming, Parkview Christian Boys Basketball, Lincoln Southwest Girls Track and Field, Lincoln East Girls Tennis, Lincoln East Boys Tennis, Lincoln Southwest Girls Golf, Lincoln East Boys Golf, Norris Boys Golf, Parkview Christian Football, Lincoln Lutheran Volleyball. All right. A few championships, a little bit of hardware for the uh, for the Lincoln schools. Um, announcements too, uh, new a, a pretty significant project announcement uh, in terms of the new uh, baseball complex that's coming in. <laughs> yeah, um, that, that youth complex that was, over there. That that of course was that's going to be one. major. More development downtown Lincoln. Talking more about big residential downtown Lincoln development factors in there. Oh, University getting one thing. What's that? Warhorse. Oh, yeah, that's right. The casino opened yeah, up. Gambling started. There we go. Man, a lot happened this year, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> We've got to do better in 23 of putting a list together. Dude, as, every time something as, happens, as add it goes. to the list. Yep. Add it to the potential list, and then we can bust it out for We're going to put a running list up in the studio. For that yep. segment. Everything that happened this year. <laughs> Another Google cheat. To, to yes. Sell me just. <laughs> By the way, National Weather Service just kicked a winter weather advisory to, for us until noon because of the mixed precipitation. Uh, Delta Dawn text in, snow covered on Vine and 27th. Ralph says 27th Superior. It's getting slick. right? Slick now. roads, slick sidewalks. Be careful. All right, 727, take a break. Caleb's got to check sports coming up next on KLIN. Want today's top news stories? Top Husker stories? You can get them sent straight to your inbox every afternoon. Just sign up for the daily for free at KLIN.com. All right. Uh, well, I, I was gonna I was gonna mention some things about worrying about road conditions, but we'll just include that here because it kind of goes along with um... number five. Yeah, we do have a winter weather advisory that was posted at seven twenty-five for the freezing drizzle, light snow that we're getting across the entire metro area. Uh, just a rash of uh, bender benders happening in the last 15, 20 minutes. Uh, latest one that I heard was 9th and A, 77th and uh, Van Dorn, 70, Highway 77 and Warlake, uh, a couple others that I also uh, heard about. But, man, it's uh, gotten slick very, very quickly. Uh, then uh, the real winter weather hits us Wednesday night into Thursday with a winter storm uh, watch in effect uh, coming up let's See Wednesday night through Thursday night. Yeah. With blizzard-like conditions because we're going to get snow, high winds, be blowing and drifting, bad visibility, temperatures going down, be down around zero, below zero by the time it's done, but 40, 50 mile an hour winds and 40 to 50 below wind chills. Worst environment imaginable. That's all I got to say. All good things. Worst environment imaginable. All good things. Uh, Jason says on the Rick Sign Recognition text line, which you can let us know what you guys are seeing at 402-479-1400, just not while you're driving. Um, Jason says, black ice everywhere on the interstate. Worst road conditions I've seen in 10 years. Jeez. Wow. 10 years. Jeez. Holy cow. Uh, so we are hearing a lot of reports of fender benders, though, yep. Mark? All right. uh, and there, there was one report just like him in here, uh, injury accident, but I did not catch exactly where it was. They dispatched out. I am going to pull up and see if I still have my traffic cams up. And There's one or two of them that are erroneous, but 
where it's like July. Yeah. <laughs> Those are always nice. You're like, you're like, what is happening at Havelock and Superior and Cornhusker? They've actually got heated It's got streets. leaves on the trees, and it's two in the afternoon <laughs> and, there. And there's a guy mowing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good. Chris Lofgren in. He's the guy that we want to talk to right now. Uh, Chris, is it getting crazy out there? It is. People need to be super careful. Slow down. Give yourself time and space. Anticipate your stops and turns. Highway 77, Warlick Boulevard, Highway 77, West Van Dorn, 9th and A Street. Accidents will want to use caution. Don't be in a hurry. Thank you. There you go. Thank you, Chris. Very good. It was a live. I'm looking at. He's in a hurry to get back to the traffic. Center. Yeah, well, he's busy well, over there. Slow down, Chris. I've got, I've got 84th and Cornhusker Highway up right now. Yikes. Well, drop down and look at 84th and Pioneers. Okay. Well, that's that's kind of my it's kind of my hood over there. Yeah. Uh, let me see. I got to scroll down a little bit. Hashtag East Lincoln Strong. Uh, yeah, it's. I mean, it's just. Uh, you guys all know this. You're the ones out there, not us. But it's just. Uh, it's kind of a light sheen of snow. But I just think it's doing. It's a mess with just how slick it's probably making things. That right at you know right at Mark because I've got us at. Still at 32 degrees right now. Yeah, uh, I think it's probably a little colder out that. There's actually, I think, a, a mixture of some light precipitation and the snow. Hey, is so. this um? Were the was this? I didn't notice pre-treatment. Did you? No, no. Didn't you have a story earlier, a week or two ago, why they weren't doing some of the pre-treatment? Or but, well, they weren't doing that 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 time because it was expected to be rain to begin with and uh, too warm that would have washed it all away. Huh. And that could be the same thing here. So. It's, it, it's just—it's interesting because I feel like last winter, the previous winters, like they would be really aggressive in doing the pre-treatment if it sounded like anything could mm-hmm. happen. Yeah. Um, I, just because we know, because we're we're driving in normally when it happens, and this would have seemed like one where this probably—I think this one. Kind of snuck in. I don't think it was really forecast. Yeah, that's true. I didn't actually know. Fair enough. I didn't really know this. I mean, was... at six o'clock, we you were saying, and we were contemplating whether we'd even get anything. Yeah, and it, and it picked up a little steam and headed our way. Yeah, but now, I mean, we were talking earlier about how it's primarily Southwest Lincoln. That wow, I just pulled up sixty uh, second and Havelock. Looks like a decent amount of snow out there. I mean, I'm not like talking eight inches or anything. It's probably just an inch, but it, a lot, a decent amount is falling pretty quickly. I mean, there. a decent amount for having none a couple yeah, hours yeah, ago. Yeah, that's what I'm know? talking about. Yeah. Uh, Lisa says on the Rick Stein Recognition text line, uh, roads are getting nasty. Came in from Roca area into downtown and the Highway 77 bypass getting very slick. Yeah, especially places like that, I'm sure, are going to be even worse. So, yeah, a uh, somewhat unexpected uh, driving situation here this morning. And uh, we didn't even talk about it. We're going to talk more. I've got Rusty Dawkins uh, com- coming up. I just confirmed him. He's going to join us in 25 minutes. Uh, that We were talking about your current this morning type travel situation. What Mark alluded to Wednesday into Thursday. Mm-hmm. And into Friday. And possible. into Friday, which are going to be big travel days. Looks, um, I mean, the entire region, the entire country, yep. frankly, is going to have a mess in a whole lot of places. But uh, the combination of snow and bitter cold and ridiculous wind is going to make third. I mean, I can't. It, it, if the forecast holds what they're saying, I don't know how they're going to. They're not going to have school on Thursday, which is fine if you're an elementary student because you're not doing a lot that day. But if you're a high school student, you got finals on that day. 
And so I don't quite, I don't even remember kind of what the precedent is, what they do for that in that situation, but makes for an interesting real first decision, perhaps, for the new superintendent, huh? Well, and it'd be interesting to see how traffic's doing out on the brand new South Beltway yeah. for the first oh, yeah. snow. Uh, Matt McMaster, yes. Real, real quick in terms of finals. Didn't go to school in Lincoln, went, in, went to it in Chicago, but yeah. we had a situation like this my junior year, and we have half days on finals, but they anticipated us getting the day off the next day because of weather so we had a full day yeah and then we did finals yeah so that's kind of how which which stinks if you need that extra extra night well yeah yeah because like a lot of kids like anticipate or at least i anticipated like oh i have it this day so i'll study these days and like now you got two on one day yeah i failed that final and and (laughs) got grounded Um, so glad the university still took you um rich says highway 2 100 snow and ice just just slid through 84th oh jeez that that would be 84th and Nebraska Parkway. Please, Old highway. Please, Old Rich, Deuce. Please. Old Deuce. Yep. Things have changed. Get up to date. Just kidding. I'm going <laughs> to do that a million times. Uh, I don't know whether you've noticed here in the news booth, but I've got a big sign up here that says Nebraska <laughs> yeah, you Parkway. Too. It's in like size 74 font. That's like my alumni hall sign for all of Fantasy Huskers. <laughs> Number four. Nebraska landed its first quarterback commit under its new coach. Georgia Tech transfer Jeff Sims committed yesterday afternoon. Hey, all right. Hey, we got a couple of things here. <laughs> there's a lot. That, 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 there, there's a lot of. Hey. There's a lot of dominoes that could potentially happen Number because one, of Caleb, this one commitment. We're, we're going running quarterbacks again. Running quarterbacks are back. Good. In the Matt Rule era. You thought they were gone, baby. You thought they were gone, but we're going back to my video game offense here with this. We get the fastest quarterback you can. Number two, what does this mean about Casey Thompson? Well, and... and Maybe not, nothing? Well, and we know that he'd been banged up and there was a surgery that needed to happen. So what is that... What is that injury status going to be going through the spring, winning a job, getting into fall camp? You also still have on scholarship on the roster Chubba Purdy, Logan Smothers, Heinrich Harburg, and Richard Torres. I think the, some a lot of those will change, but yes. No, no, no. I'm just but just as of yeah. right now, that's what you have. No, so yeah, yeah. so those are dominoes still to yes. fall in all of that on top of are you going to get a get a high school yeah. quarterback cuz you lost the 2023 high school quarterback commit yeah. that you had from the last staff are you going to add someone else there cuz that would give you if nobody left which they're going someone's going to but that would give you seven quarterbacks on scholarship going into next fall so real quick the nuts and bolts though played at Georgia Tech uh had had significant playing time at Georgia Tech 4400 uh, passing yards 30 touchdowns but significant rusher, but too. also a good R- a speedster when yes. it comes to rushing as well. Matt McMaster, there was another uh, quarterback visiting Nebraska, uh, Malik Hornsby out of or- Arkansas. He had a really close relationship with Rule before he went to Arkansas. His trainer said that he was going to go to Baylor until Rule went to Carolina. So I'll be interested to see if they also get Hornsby as Jeez. well. Because there is a lot of mutual interest there between the two, and he just visited over the weekend. I don't know if he got an official offer, but that still remains to be seen that you could have another quarterback even before twenty twenty. His highlights looked like another speedster. Exactly. He's yeah. he's the exact same prototype that Rule's been recruiting, not only at the quarterback position, but at every position. All right, well, if you're gonna have running quarterbacks, get a lot of them <laughs> because they yeah. get injured. Well, we we've learned that you have to have a solid number two. A number yeah. two that's basically 100%. more like a one B. And that's all on top of a Nebraska target, Dylan Riola. Yeah. Donovan Riola's nephew decommitted the number four. One 
recruit in the 2024 class quarterback decommitted from Ohio State. Right. Possibility to be on Nebraska's radar. Yeah. I think to your point, I think we can all appreciate a solid number two. Number three. Margaret Reist in the uh, Journal Star. Wasted away again in Margaret Reistville. A pretty extensive story. We covered a little bit on Lincoln Business Beat a couple of weeks ago. But uh, a couple of city council members, and, and one in particular, are seeing some of the mayor's appointments of three new directors to the LES board uh, as a, kind of a problem. And they think that uh, it's going to help push your climate resiliency priorities. So- and, uh, Pretty in- extensive article that Margaret Reese has. Let me ask you a question. Since you covered this a little bit on Business Beat, uh, I, I read the article. I got to be honest. Don't follow the follow the LES board super close. Guilty as charged. But um, so normally, are these terms just renewed? Is this out of the ordinary to switch something up like this? Yeah, quite or? often they are. They are renewed because some that, that's what happens. Some of these weren't renewed, and new people are uh, right. have to be put on. Right. And even I saw even uh, it wasn't just you know it was, uh, Richard McGinnis, but I think Jane Raybould was even she was she was disappointed, a uh, and so uh, was a former member of the LAS board, uh, city councilman, um, council lady. Yeah, uh, she was a, a little bit um, cautious of it. Yeah. All right. Well, um, Tammy Ward. Yeah, I, I'm just uh, I'm just glad there are people who want to do that job. It's a it's a complicated and and it's not messy, but you have all like kind of scientist type people who are on it. It looks like there's a bunch right, of but them. LES is also a pretty big business, so right. you you want some. Right. Some some business people in there as well, it would seem, and and there's just some concern because LES has got a big budget and the relationship and the the cross overs between city and LES board and and dividends that LES pays to the city in lieu of some people call it taxes. So that's, hey, it's a job one. Make sure my lights turn on. We'll talk after that. <laughs> well, right. this big uh, storm coming in this week is expected to hit deep into the south. And some people are saying, even remember Texas last oh, year, and what that was a couple years ago. But yeah, yeah, and uh, yes. thing that that was that was terrible. I mean, we had rolling blackouts here because of it. Yeah. All right, moving on. Number two, Elon Musk put out a Twitter poll of whether he should continue as the CEO of Twitter. Last time I looked, uh, their majority was saying no. It's over. The poll lasted twelve hours. And uh, what was it, 57-43? 57-43 saying for him to he said, step down. He said he was going to do whatever it said. 8.5 million, m- 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 million votes. On the one side, it was 17 total who cast votes, right? Or was it 17.5 yeah, million? Yeah, I know it was over 8 million. No, it was, had, seven, it was 17. Uh, but he's got 121 million followers, so it's not that big a turnout. Well, well some of them don't get on Twitter every day. Yeah. So. Well, they should. Yeah. Uh, anyway, we'll see. Uh, boy, he's just... Whew. Again, I'm not... Uh, we certainly could talk about all the idealistic stuff uh, about free speech and the Twitter files and the all of these things. But man, even putting all that aside, it's just like he's... Every day he's doing something and then sort of taking it back and making decisions sort of haphazardly on this thing. Like, did he do this with Tesla? Well, I don't know. The third largest shareholder in Tesla has called for him to step down as CEO of Tesla. Jeez. I mean, just the way that the decisions are made right now is just not really befitting of someone who's as successful financially as he's been. It's so on a whim. Yeah. I mean, they rolled out. This all started because he rolled out a thing 
rolled out a rule this weekend that said you can no longer, I mean, this wasn't even like a controversial political thing. It was just that you couldn't post links to Facebook and Instagram and Mastodon and other social media in your bio or, or as a tweet. They would deactivate the link, essentially. So so the, the reason, the backstory of why they came out with that rule is because of that Elon Aviation account. Oh, that so people were so going it on. Is kind of bad. So well, so people were going on, and because that account existed on other places, they were just linking to the Facebook page that had that same information. Right. All right. But he's reinstated all that. Regardless of all the political <laughs> fights about this, come on, just keep the site around for those of us who have. Who have used it for a long time and it plays kind of a significant role mm-hmm. in our lives for a variety of reasons come on elon let's go get it together it'll be financially better for all of us yeah if you don't run this so weirdly <laughs> number one wish.com says a new poll looking at holiday gift giving found that 72 percent of respondents indicated they've received a gift that was so disappointing or weird <laughs> that they were confused why it was given to them at all wait what Forty percent said they received a gift so bad they felt insulted. Twenty-five percent said it led to an argument. That's amazing. That's amazing. Forty percent, almost half the people they felt insulted by the gift. What is an insulting gift exactly? Like a like a membership to Weight Watchers or something? I don't. A, a coupon to the uh, what was it? Wine of the Month Club. Hey. Deodorant? Like what? What exactly is an insulting gift that almost half the people are getting with this thing? That's interesting. I just I don't have a problem with gift giving at all after Thanksgiving. How's that? I just talk politics. Seventy two percent of the gift that was so disappointing or weird. I want to know what those gifts were. I would love a story about disappointing and weird gifts. There's a, there's a lot there. Yeah, I don't know that I've got. I can't say that I've gotten anything like that. I think I must have give good gift givers around. I don't give that many gifts, though, so maybe yeah. that's a problem. All right, there you go. Oh, by the way, this was the one other thing on this, Mark. I don't think you got to this. Uh, most Americans also believe they've mastered the art of the fake smile with nearly 80% <laughs> saying they are good at showing fake enthusiasm when opening a bad president. Yay! Oh, look! Ooh, what is it? Oh! It's a... Uh, it's an ab roller. Yay. Thanks for knitting me some new underwear, Nana. <laughs> Yay. I'll mm, wear God. these. I'll, I'll wear oh. these a lot. These will come in so handy, won't they? And try oh, them on. Always <laughs> wanted a thigh master. <laughs> uh, you always wanted a thigh master? Yeah. All right. Uh, it's 7.55. We will take that's a break. That's all right. I got a prepaid funeral this year. <laughs> Uh, it's brought to you by Stonebridge Insurance, not the funeral, the segment. This is brought to you by Stonebridge Insurance <laughs> and Wealth Management. You listen to LNK today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. You're, li- You're listening to LNK today with Jack and Friends on 1499.3 KLIN. As we're just getting uh, text after text, both on the Rickstein Recognition text line and my own personal text line, just saying it is bad out there right now. So. Uh, be careful. Take it slow. My wife just said she's going about five miles an hour down Capitol Parkway, and she said she's oh, actually wow. glad that they're going that slow at this point because it's that bad right now. So, uh, yes, be absolutely careful out there this morning. If you haven't left yet, uh, give yourself a lot of extra time. Don't forget we've got a lot of teenagers out there driving to uh, get into high school right now. 
All right, it is 8 o'clock on Lincoln's News and Talk 1400, 993 KLIN. Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O, morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the voice of Lincoln, 1499 KLIN. All right, boy, the uh, Richardson Recognition text line is full of text from people trying to get out and about here in the city of Lincoln and in a lot of cases struggling a little bit. Uh, right now, Mike... Uh, Mike texted in and said, Coddington and West Van Dorn is very slick. Mike A. texted and he said, hey, I finally found an advantage to the purple streetlights. They kind of illuminate the black ice. Well, there you go. Positives. There you go. <laughs> um, yeah, we've um, uh, we just had a lot. Got a text that uh, said somebody they're driving to downtown normally only takes about 15 minutes is uh, taking upwards of a half hour right now. Uh, just going that slow along uh, along normal boulevard into Capitol Parkway. Uh, got a note from Chris, I-80 westbound under 14th Street overpass. There is an accident now, and so that's probably snarling things up there pretty good as well. That was the text that we had in from another listener who drives the interstate regularly yeah. and said they thought the interstate was as bad as they'd seen it. Jason said worst in 10 years in 10 that he's years. seen. I did have a text too uh, that somebody uh, texted, in, and I'm sorry if I can't remember um, that there was some areas pre-treated. She thought in the 14th and Warlick areas. Yeah. So uh, um, Deanne said, pretty sure Warlick connector to 77 was yeah. pre-treated this morning when she drove it at 5:20. Yeah. So uh, anyway, um, just continuing to to monitor what is a a crazy um, crazy morning travel wise. Just this little bit of snow and uh, temperatures kind of hovering right around freezing has been enough to make it really slick out there right now. Uh, our next uh, and, guest, and John says right now, salt brine trucks are out east of town 148th. Okay, and so said helping them a lot. out there. Yeah. Okay. Um, so our next guest, I had gotten, <laughs> I contacted early this morning when I saw the forecast for uh, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Not knowing today was going to be such a you know what show uh, out there on the Lincoln streets, and he joins us right now. Morning, Rusty Dawkins, uh, Chief Meteorologist, Channel Eight Eyewitness News. How you doing? I, I'm doing well. I like that description of. Uh, that, that's what it on. sounds like at this point. Uh, ben just says Randolph feeling about as oiled up as a bowling lane right now. Wow. Uh, yeah. That, that's crazy. Um, yeah. What's, uh, why don't we just real quick just touch on, on, uh, what's happening now and what might, you know, what kind of might be the thing that's making it so bad. It's, we expected maybe a little bit of snow this morning. It's basically what we got, right? This wasn't something mm-hmm. completely uh, out of the blue, right? Yeah. We, uh, there'd been a, a low pressure system that was going to give, uh, uh, the potential for some snowfall in southeast Nebraska. I look like anywhere from a trace to an inch uh, of snowfall, maybe a little bit more in some spots. And that's kind of what we're seeing. But the temperatures are hovering right around that 32 degree mark, and your the ground is is really cold. Uh, so you get a little bit of uh, rain trying to mix in with that, mm-hmm. and boom, you've got you've got an ice skating rink out there, and that's what we have right now. Yeah, you don't need uh, you don't need you know four inches of snow to get this situation. Just that little sheen is. Uh, is enough. Yeah. By the way, Brad and Voxologist, <laughs> yeah, Brad and Voxologist texted and he said, "What would the draft numbers be for today?" <laughs> I did not ask Rusty to run those numbers, but maybe he can. Maybe he can for the. Uh, if you had the runs of mushroom bowl going on at uh, Memorial Stadium today, yeah, that's it, the runs of mushroom bowl. Um, okay, uh, and then just and and finishing up just on today, kind of the immediate. We're uh, from what I remember, the forecast said this precipitation isn't expected. 
expected to hang on too long and we're going to warm up. So this should be a, a pretty temporary situation, right? Yeah, there's a winter weather advisory that's in place for Lancaster County and then areas south and east. That goes through noon. So, you know, just another three hours and 45 minutes left on that uh, because of the chance for rain, snow, freezing drizzle. Uh, it could linger into the early afternoon hours. Uh, but, uh, you know, this isn't a major winter storm. This is just a this is a, a pain. Uh, so thus the winter weather advisory. But it doesn't take much to get those roadways slick. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know the, the road crews are out there treating everything and trying to get everything back to normal. But, boy, you get that, that just a little bit of light rain mixing in with that snow. And it really quickly turned bad, and it's unfortunate it happened right at, uh, at yeah. uh, the commute time for just about everybody. So that it's going to be a pain in the butt for the next few hours, and then we'll turn our attention to uh, the middle and end of next week. Yeah, and hopefully getting those temperatures up a little bit, things should be better with some treatment, too, should be better for the afternoon drive. Uh, yeah, here. I'm looking at 30, 36, I think, 37 yeah. for a high later today, so that should help out tremendously. That should be good. Um, all right. Now, the original reason that I called you, Rusty, is I woke up to the National Weather Service Omaha. You know, they kind of they, they went ahead with, I believe it was a watch, right? Winter storm watch uh, well ahead of the time when mm-hmm. it was actually going to happen, looking at uh, Wednesday, Wednesday night into Thursday into Friday. Um, and it looks like just a combo of some snow, but especially bitter, bitter cold and tons mm-hmm. of wind. Give us your best kind of estimation on what those days are looking at right now especially given that a lot of people will might be looking to travel right in the heart of that whole uh time period yeah and the first and foremost the uh the winter storm watch that's in place right now uh that's that's done on purpose uh, it's it when you have a winter storm watch that is something that is issued when there's a risk of hazardous weather uh, and it's anywhere from 12 to 48 uh, hours out okay. or a little bit more. It's like it's just kind of a heads up. Hey, Got something it. is headed our way. Same as a tornado uh, watch, but a longer period of time before a tornado much, watch. It is in advance. But yeah. Yeah, this is they could they sometimes post these three days out. Um, so we're we're looking at uh, the Wednesday night, Thursday time frame for this uh, storm potential. And by the time it gets close to us, we're, this is probably going to happen late Tuesday night into Wednesday morning, they'll either change the winter storm watch to a winter storm warning. Uh, if it's going to be like middle of the road bad, like it'll be bad, but not really blizzard warning bad, that's the next tier up. Uh, or the next tier down is the winter weather advisory, which is what we're at right now, where it's not an all-out complete it. disaster. It's just a, a nuisance. So you got the winter weather advisory, the winter storm warning, or the blizzard warning. And we'll probably be somewhere in between. It wouldn't surprise me if we see a winter storm warning out of this for uh, the storm potential Wednesday night into Thursday. Yeah, when you when you look at what the the forecast is indicating right now, and, and I know the snowfall totals are always the hardest thing to do with this, but it looks like the certainty about this is it's going to be bitter cold, maybe not even getting into single digits much on Thursday or Friday, yeah. and then the winds you know gusting up to maybe uh, 35, 40 miles an hour and, and consistent 20-mile-an-hour winds. I, I suppose, Russ, you don't even need a whole lot of snow to make that into a pretty serious situation at least in the national weather services eyes yeah that that's definitely going to be an issue now when when you get bitterly cold temperatures like this and then you throw in the snow potential like right now the temperature is around 32 degrees so it's kind of a wet sloppy snow that's that's what you have out there now when it's really cold out you lose a lot of that moisture and that means that it's a dry fluffy snow which means it blows around a lot easier Mm -hmm. so 
That's part A of this. Part B is, like you said, the bitterly cold temperatures. Uh, I'm looking at a forecast high on Thursday of negative three. Oh, uh, so that's that's really bad. And then Thursday night into Friday, you're looking at overnight low temperatures in the teens below zero, and then hopefully getting back to zero for a high on Friday. So that's part B. And then part C is the wind. Uh, you know, you get this north northwest wind at uh, sustained at 20 miles per hour, and then gusting to 40, maybe 50 miles per hour. You're looking at wind chill values that are easily 40 to 50 degrees below zero. Oh my gosh. Uh, so that's going to be that's going to be a, a pain. And then you you know throw in that light, very very fluffy snow that we could. I'm looking at some models uh, that have you know anywhere from three to six inches, and oh, that's blowing around. <laughs> You know, you're looking at shutting stuff down. So it's it's going to be that's that's the potential. Now I'm giving you the the worst case scenario. Right? Yeah. What would you call this environment, Jack? Worst environment imaginable. That's all you got to say. Worst <laughs> environment. Yeah, but Rusty, what I'm saying is, even if it's one or two inches, that's not all that much better, right? No, it's it's not because similar to what happened in, in western Nebraska. You know, some areas only saw three or four inches of snow, but that wind persisted for for three or four days, and it was it was even you know it was just as bad as those that saw a foot of snow. So it doesn't take much snow, and blizzard warnings are issued for any kind of snowfall. It okay. doesn't have to be six inches or twelve inches. It could be one inch of snow. Anything following falling, even blowing snow that's already on the ground. So it doesn't take a lot of snow to see a blizzard warning. Um, and that is very possible as we head through uh, the second half of this week. Um, yeah, so blizzard warning could be in play here. We'll see, but uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, timing timing on all of this. What's uh, I know we got people who, again, probably thinking about traveling, leaving, you know, the, that sort of thing. What does the timing look like for all of this? I know generally we're kind of Wednesday through Friday, uh, but a little bit more specific than that. Yeah, that's uh, and that's likely why the National Weather Service issued this winter storm watch so early. Uh, because there are, you know, this is a huge travel period of time. People taking off early, you know, they want to get out in front of everything that's happening. It looks like uh, this is, it could start as early as Wednesday, first part of the day in the western half of the state, and then Wednesday night for the eastern part, portion of Nebraska, and lasting Wednesday overnight into uh, throughout the day on Thursday. So my best my best advice for you is if you do have travel plans and they fall within the Wednesday, Thursday time frame, you may want to wait, rethink those. Uh, wow. Either leave a lot earlier or leave later. Uh, or if you have zero choice in the matter and you have to do what you have to do, then keep an eye on the roads. Uh, 511, uh, just you can yep. look that at 511 Nebraska on, uh, on uh, any search engine, and it'll take you to what the road conditions look like. I mean, you can even look at that right now. I'm looking at it now, and it says that it's anywhere from partially to mostly covered in and around the Lincoln area. So it's very helpful, yeah. uh, especially if you have travel plans right now, to know what the roads look like at that very moment. And then I guess the other thing is, Rusty, you know, depending on what you, where you're going, and I know you're focusing on the, the local impact here, but it sounds like you know this is going to impact a huge portion of the country uh, over the course yeah. of this entire week, right? Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be a relatively large storm, uh, it, it's similar to what happened last week. Uh, this one looks to encompass any, from Minnesota all the way down to Colorado, and then as it moves off to the east, uh, it could change into a rain-snow mix for like Missouri and Iowa. Uh, you know, the entire Midwest, the Central Plains. You know, all of us we're going to be impacted by this. So if you have travel plans, uh, I'm looking at a recent model right now. It has things moving into the Dakotas, 
as early as uh, Wednesday morning, okay. making its way into Nebraska by Wednesday night into early Thursday, and then it moves into uh, Iowa and Missouri uh, Thursday night into Friday, and then keeps going, keeps moving on, churning its way east. So yeah, this we're not alone in this. It's going to be a huge yeah. headache for a lot of people right. at the end of this week. So depending on which direction you're traveling, that also is going to impact, you know, when you can go. Like, we're going to Iowa on Friday, and now I'm, you know, wondering how that, that whole thing is going to work out if the thing moves easterly. Um, and and yeah. I, I'm, I'm just going to the National Weather Service hour by hour, Rusty. They've got us right now going under zero. Uh, at uh, Thursday morning, like just after midnight, shortly after midnight, they don't have us coming back over zero until, oh my goodness, until, is that right? Until Saturday? Yeah, until Saturday. Until Saturday morning. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we may get to zero Friday afternoon, maybe. Yeah. Uh, If not, it'll be below zero. They've got us popping right out at minus one right now, so yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm more optimistic. I'm saying zero. Okay, <laughs> heat wave, heat yeah. wave with this thing. Okay, well, uh, I, you know, you know, I really feel for now. Rusty are the uh, high school students who have finals scheduled on Thursday, yeah. and they're like, uh, uh, because there's, I mean, if it looks anything like that, there's no way they're going to have school on Thursday. Um, so I wonder that'll be an interesting situation. That'll be for LPS to decide, but that'll be that'll be something that's certainly in question with that timing too. I think. So yeah, yeah. no, yeah. we're we're taking our kids to school for this. What's going on out there right now, and you know, trying to be cautious and and be careful. And this is just a winter weather advisory. So when all of this, you know, it's it, it's a whole, uh, it's kind of like a triple demic, you know. Yeah. Oh, so you got you got the brutally cold temperatures. So yep. it's uh, it's the perfect. Shouldn't storm. It, it shouldn't be though something that would impact probably impact school on Wednesday though, right? It, it's mainly no. going to turn over on Thursday in Lincoln at least, right? Yeah, yeah. It, this is uh, the time frame for the Lincoln area is Wednesday night into Thursday, uh, and uh, again things can change. You know, yep. this isn't set in stone. That's why it's a watch. Right. It's, it's just getting everybody's attention. Things can change. You know, low pressure centers can move south or north. Warmer air can try to move in less wind you know it could get better but right now we're concentrating on the worst case scenario just so that everybody's prepared and hopefully things improve rusty they can also increase those snowfalls to snowfall totals to six to eight inches and then uh <laughs> holy cow not to not to dwell on the negative here but that would you be and insane. me both know how hard it is to get yep. over three inches of snow in this state. that's true so we'll, we'll, let's we'll hang on happens, that but yeah. Let's hang on that. Hey, Rusty, I really appreciate you coming on with us on short notice. This is uh, uh, this is just a crazy weather day, going to be a crazy weather week, and and, and yeah. popped up here pretty quickly. So we really appreciate your time keeping everybody safe, and uh, we may talk to you again this week, all right? Sounds good. Anytime. All right, there you go. Rusty Dawkins, Channel 8 Eyewitness News Chief Meteorologist, giving us some good detail on what this weather situation is going to be very impactful to people coming up this week. All right, we'll take a break. Caleb's got sports next on KLIN. Sign up for the daily at KLIN.com to get today's top local and Husker news sent straight to your email. He's a five-time Nebraska Sports Writer of the Year. He asks the tough questions. But most importantly, he occasionally retweets Jack Mitchell. It's the Omaha World Herald's Dirk Chatelain. All right, hey, real quick, just a couple of more traffic notes here. 53rd in Cornhusker, accident, I-80 westbound, 27th to 56th, accident, Highway 34, Purple Heart Highway, and West Fletcher, accident. So, sounds terrible out there. That's all I got to say. Just sounds 
Terrible. Oh, and uh, we had the one earlier, I-80 westbound of the 14th Street overpass. I've got 500 pieces of paper that Chris lost. This is one of these where, yeah, he gave you a whole notebook yeah. over there, where I'm glad at the time we came in and knowing that I will be here through the morning. Yes. Another one of those things. <laughs> All right. Man. Uh, time to talk about some uh, non-winter uh, traffic driving conditions like we've been talking about most of the morning. Uh, talk some uh, Husker and uh, Husker sports and sports overall right now. Morning, Dirk. How are you doing today? Jack, why do we live where we do? That's a great question. <laughs> it's a great question. When are you and I, when are, I mean, okay, let me ask you a serious question. If it were financially feasible and the time in the, you know, the time in your life was right for your, you know, your family and your kids, would you consider being one of those people who, you know, January 5th to March 15th go somewhere warm? Yeah. I used to laugh at those people. I thought they were, I thought they were like, you know, not only wimps, but like sort of fools. And, uh, now I'm like, I, I spend like an hour a day looking for, you know, some cheap vacation <laughs> to do. a warm weather climate. I do how many times I Google flights to Phoenix, uh, yeah. on Southwest, hoping that I'm going to find like a random $49 fare or something. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like we should like, you know, share text messages on this. It's like, Ooh, yes. have you seen, have you seen the recent Allegiant flight to Punta Gorda? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Yes, I, I know. I used to, uh, I know I did the same kind of thing, but man, that snowbird lifestyle, I feel like it would just improve. I, I, I mean, I completely get why. Uh, can you imagine just this time of year, you get to experience Christmas, right? You my get to grandparents all that. used to do this. My, my mom did it a few times. I know a lot of people, I mean, goodness sakes. I mean, there, I, I went down there to visit when, when my mom was in Arizona and you know what everyone was wearing? Big Ten school gear, mm-hmm. Minnesota, yeah. Wisconsin, uh, you know, Minnesota, uh, Iowa. It was everywhere. It's all Big Ten people who go down to Arizona that time of year. So yeah, I mean, Jack, the only the only thing, the only drawback was we we missed the Nebraska basketball. You know, January spurt See? where they uh, they rush back into. That's the thing, Dirk. If and when that happens, I have to have an escape clause that I can you know that I can get back there. Uh, yeah, there's you, you see like uh, you know lots of travel you know whether it's hotels or verbos or whatever that you know they have a little bit more uh, flexible cancellation policies. You, you could probably get that into the contract if Nebraska basketball is on the Joe and Artie <laughs> bubble. Uh, my contract is null and void. I've just, just, just handwritten some things in this contract. I'm a lawyer. It's fine. Um, <laughs> uh, Jack, I hate to say it, but I don't think we're going to have to worry about that. This okay, easy. It's one game, Dirk. It's one. You. It's one game. We'll see. Okay, come on. I'm starting to get. I'm starting to get worried about Queens University this week. Hey, by the uh, way, they got the best Ken Palm rating of any not like of the, any of the buy games that they played. So. I mean, they're they're basically essentially equivalent to like Minnesota in the Ken Palm ratings. I noticed, so you may be right. You may be right. It's yeah, good. It's, it's, it's it'll it'll, uh, it'll gin up some excitement for the uh, battle at the vault. Jack, how bad is it that I'm watching? Uh, I'm watching Saturday night, Saturday afternoon. I'm watching uh, just flipping through the channels, and I see an FCS football playoff game. South Dakota State against Incarnate Word. Yes. Uh, or no, North Dakota State against Incarnate North Dakota State. Word. South Dakota State was Montana State. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And, and I have this this immediate flashback to uh, Tim Miles losing to Incarnate Word. <laughs> I mean, there's just I will there's never just something about that name, you know, that will forever, uh, I think, 
stained Nebraska basketball's memory. Uh, it was like well, there's like a there was like a series of them. It was like Maryland, Baltimore County, Samford, Bethune Cookman, yeah, and Incarnate Word. But Incarnate Word, I think that's the one that really. Uh, yeah, it was because when they had like a rank, that was when they were like ranked or near ranked. Yes, <laughs> uh, it it it, uh, it inspires one of my favorite. Lee Barfneck uh, leads of all time where, uh, you know, they, all these, these are buy games. So you're essentially paying an opponent to come to your arena. And, uh, and, and his line to start his game story was, well, there's $90,000 shot to hell. That's <laughs> true. That's true. Uh, yeah. There've been some other teams who have lost those this year. Luckily so far, Nebraska hasn't been in it, but obviously, obviously a lot of buzz about the battle in the vault. A lot of people talking about Mississippi state and Drake, uh, taking on one another, uh, going to be a big crowd there for that one. Uh, when Mississippi state and Drake get together in Lincoln, Nebraska, I think it's fair to say you throw the records out, Derek. Is there any chance that that uh, you know Nebraska beats Queens University and Mississippi State beats Drake, and they stare at each other from across the arena and say, "You want to go? Let's play. Let's, <laughs> Why would you not? <laughs> let's determine this thing right now." They came up from Starkville all the way here in in uh, uh, what is obviously not going to be a great weather situation. If you're here, might as well get two games in. Hey, Nebraska's probably like uh, that. Probably like a quad two uh, win on the road potentially for Mississippi what are, State. What are what are the chances that the Mississippi State basketball operations guy gets fired for scheduling this game at the vault in in minus forty degree wind chills, Jack? Like they could have gone, they could have gone to Cancun, to you know Galveston, hey, uh, anywhere. It's a destination. the game hey, is minus forty degree wind. It's chills. a destination. It's a destination event. You know how it is when Thanksgiving they'll have they'll show that those resorts like the Atlantis Resort and you know the family all going down the water slide and you can come here next year or Puerto Rico. You can come here next year when your team comes here. I can see it too with this week in Lincoln, Nebraska. Feel the coldest you've ever felt in your life where else can you do that i think it's safe to say that the the reputation of the hay market is, is going national uh everybody wants to be part of the hay market in in december uh i don't know how much did that how much how much that can't see game really put a uh, did that stop your sort of uh, because the last game was purdue obviously we were everybody was hopeful that was a that was as close i thought we talked about this last week to a moral victory as you could get are you really slamming the brakes on after that k-state game one game did it for you well, that would that would suggest that I was like totally on board prior to this. How game. could you not have been? Jeez, yeah, Creighton uh, Purdue. I don't know, Jack. I, I just think that they have to play. You know, they have to play at such a high intensity level yeah. um, because of their lack of offensive skill. Yeah. That that if they're not, if they don't bring that intensity level, they're just going to get drilled. You know. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, you watch them play against Creighton and Purdue and, and even, you know, 30 minutes against Indiana and you say to yourself, uh, you know, this is, this is sustainable. This is, uh, this is who they are. But, but the reality is, you know, if, if they don't perform at that same work ethic, uh, especially defensively, you know, they're just, they're going to have some really bad nights. So, uh, I thought the Greasel thing was, was discouraging. Um, yeah. Where was uh, he? You know, that was yeah, weird. Yeah, I know. It's, uh, you know, in a long season, you're going to have nights where you just don't have it and your coach isn't thrilled with the way you're playing. But uh, but they just they need consistency out of those top 
three yeah. guys, you know, top four guys. So uh, I don't know, Jack. It's it's probably a little bit of a come back to earth moment uh, where you where you realize where Nebraska basketball is this year. Uh, I, I just you know I hope they can figure it out because there was a, there was some positive momentum there in the in the first how, part of the month. How much equity do you think they still have built up though? Just kind of in ter- I'm, well, I mean, frankly, in terms of Fred's job, but just uh, overall from what happened with the Creighton game, especially with the Purdue game, and, and really the games before that. I mean, they're not through that yet, but you, do you think you know if you lost, you get a few losses into the conference season, and that's going to be a distant memory for most people? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think this thing is um the Creighton thing is it gives them a lot of equity, I think. Um uh, but but it, you know, that's not going to mean much if they go 5 and 15 in the league. So yeah. um yeah. it's these college basketball, I mean, it's such a long season. Holy cow, it's a mm-hmm. long season, right? And, and they've just you you just can't get too wrapped up into one result uh unless it's a a road win over your conference or, or over your in-state rival who you haven't beaten in you know twenty years, uh, that obviously carries a little bit more weight. But but uh, you you gotta let this thing play out. You know it's it's uh it's sort of a marathon and and I think uh you know Nebraska has limitations. I think Hoiberg you know can use Saturday as sort of a a reminder that you know you guys are not very good. And you have to you have to play harder than the other team if you have any chance to win. Yeah, you made a good you made a good point about just sort of the frenetic Thank pace you. they have to. It was the first one. It took a lot of years, um, but about watching them against Purdue, watching them and against Creighton, it's exhausting. <laughs> Watch ha, watching what they have to do on the defensive end. Um, it feels like they they run a marathon on the defensive end, just scrambling yep. over to guys. And and I legit do wonder, like, how much is that? I mean, keeping that up has got to be. I mean, that's a, it takes intensity. It takes you know, obviously conditioning and all of those things. Um, and and it, it probably impacts impacts you short term and long term when you do that. So well, and Jack, it's also a concern with their depth. I mean, they just yeah, you know, they're not. <laughs> if you're going to play that type of style defensively, and, and you know, you don't you don't really want guys playing. 37, 38 minutes, right? Mm. So uh, I worry about them in that regard too. Yeah. So it's hey. they they were never going to be defined by by uh, you know beating the top five teams in the in the country. Uh, they were they're they're going to be defined by by winning those those uh, you know middle tier games in the Big Ten yep. and trying to get to five hundred. And, and they still have a chance to do that. But Saturday was was definitely a yeah. setback. Well, listen, listen. I mean, this is a this is kind of a downer conversation. But you go out, you beat Queens, and then in between Christmas and New Year's, you take down the Iowa Hawkeyes in PBA. Um, that that uh, then all of a sudden things look very good again. So got just got to beat Iowa. Get me a third. Come on to end my year in twenty twenty two, Dirk, with football wins, uh, uh, football and basketball wins against Iowa, and a basketball win against Creighton. And I mean. Listen, I, there's no way I can complain about anything. And people say I complain a lot, but I don't think I can if they do that. If I get all of those. Uh, Jack, are, are you, uh, do you have a favorite bowl game? You know, uh, say a, uh, pre, a pre, pre-New Year's bowl game? I'm a big Belk Bowl guy, generally. Yeah. Big Lots Belk Bowl guy. Yeah, uh, I, the, it's already over, but the Jimmy Kimmel L.A. Bowl. Uh, yeah. Obviously, it was one that we were all watching. Uh, I think there Duke's might... Mayo was always a favorite. Duke's Mayo. Was... I think there's one this afternoon. Is there one this afternoon, Caleb? 
Yeah, it's been uh, in my sports cast twice. Oh, sorry, I wasn't listening. It's uh, sure Marshall and UConn in the Myrtle Beach Bowl. <laughs> nice. Pretty sure, pretty sure there's a bowl game every afternoon, Jack. I'm gonna. I gotta get some friends over. That's one thirty. I'm gonna have to throw a party for that one. I wasn't aware of that. We're team UConn here, right? Order some pizzas. Uh, yeah, I picked UConn in that one. Yeah. yeah. I, I think UConn. my favorite one so far was the uh, the the Wasabi Fenway Bowl, where both teams occupied the same sideline and <laughs> the same coach. And they both had the same coach. Yeah, it uh, was amazing. It was just an inter-squad scrimmage, essentially, <laughs> in Fenway Park, which looked miserable. Why wouldn't you do it that way? <laughs> These cold-weather baseball stadium games. I don't know. Like, on paper, that might have sounded cool at the beginning, uh, the Yankee Stadium game and the Fenway one, but in practice in the winter, doesn't feel cool, uh, right. really. really to me. Hey, by the way, we low-key, though, I mean, bull, the bowl games were overshadowed. I don't know when the uh, middle week of December, the week before Christmas, became one of the best sports weekend of the calendar year. But I think it was. I think we had it this weekend. Just the schedule. It was. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, the World Cup this year, which helped. But man, that was a great weekend. World Cup. You had uh, some some really good college basketball games. Obviously, uh, you know, college football. It, it seems like everything's kind of playing at the same time. You know, mm-hmm. the NFL, I always love it when the NFL starts playing on Saturday. You know? Yeah. Yep. You get to the end of December and they start doing that. So yeah, uh, it was you know it's really fun. Let's be honest, it's 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 delightful to to sort of revel in NFL teams' misery. Yes, uh, you know. So when you see a team blow a thirty-three point lead, or when you see Tom Brady turn it over four times in one half, or uh, you know, when you see the Patriots lose by by attempting attempting the fourth grade recess play in a like, tie game, yeah, right before like the teacher blows the whistle and says, "Okay, everybody got to come in. We got to go back inside for reading class." And you say, "One more play, one more play." That's essentially what the Patriots did yesterday, and they lost on it. I, I I mean I there's no sport like it Dirk where I, j- I just generally don't have a rooting interest in, in in any of the games and I can't stop watching it and it doesn't matter and this weekend might have been the best example of it I I mean I I mean I just remember there were some people talking about the demise of the NFL with a, because of a whole lot of reasons it's not close it is not no. close um no, it, it's, it's great it really it almost feels scripted like it just seriously you know, WWE style week, yeah yeah it is, yeah. uh, but but that was, you know, the, the fact that that happened to Bill Belichick and oh Belichick didn't, he didn't even break facial expression. <laughs> uh, it was it was just incredible, absolutely incredible. So good, it was so. And then the Jags do a walk off interception against the Cowboys. It makes no sense whatsoever. It's so. Are good. you going to go this whole? Are we going to go this whole interview with you even asking about uh, signing day and football recruiting? Are you, you always out? You always do this to out? me. I want, what I wanted to know is how excited you are, Nebraska, getting back to the quarterback run game. Because I am. You watch me play a video game. I'm 100 percent always take a mobile quarterback. I think Matt Rule knows knows what he's doing. Yeah. You ready think, for that? Uh, I, I'm ready for it. I, I think uh, I think we're starting to see maybe the long game on this uh, Donovan Rayola thing too. It's yeah, that would be something. That would be something. 
This is the this is the equivalent of like uh, Kansas hiring Danny Manning's dad back in <laughs> I kept saying maybe that was doing that why they were doing it, but I didn't really believe it. Um, I know. <laughs> now uh, it seems like yeah, that would uh, that'd be something. We'll have some time. Listen, if it breaks between now and then, great. But we'll have some time to to get into that as well and uh, if, assess uh, the if Dominic Rayola. If Dominic Rayola is the new, uh, you know, the analyst. Uh, <laughs> I, I think we know where this is headed. So. <laughs> Rayola's mom is the defensive coordinator. <laughs> uh, all right. Hey, thank you, Dirk. I appreciate it. We'll talk some more football later, I promise. Have a good one, all right? Okay, take care. Dirk Challen, Omaha, World Herald 855. We'll take a break. Wrap up the show after this on KLIN. You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, that's it for the show. Hey, be careful out there. Uh, hopefully things are going to be getting better into the afternoon as we warm up a bit. And, uh, yeah, stay with us this week. Uh, we got a, some big weather situations. We'll keep you posted on those. Tomorrow's Tuesday, Joe Jordan, News Channel Nebraska, Jason Ball, Lincoln Chamber of Commerce, John Baylor, our first time since the end of the NCAA volleyball season as well. We will see you then. Have a good one. It's 9 o'clock. KLI and Lincoln.